0: The game is over. The New York Jets are the world champions. You play to win the game. He's got it! That's a Jet touchdown! Can't wait! You're listening to the official New York Jets podcast, a Jets 360 production. What's up,
1: everybody? Ethan Greenberg and Eric Allen. We're in Virginia. Doing a podcast. Should
0: you be in Virginia? Because your voice sounds off? My awful. voice is not in Virginia. My voice is somewhere. Why don't you tell people about the setup of today's studio. We're, <laughs> at the, we're at the team <laughs> hotel. Yeah,
1: this, we have Fifth quite floor, the setup today.
0: Senior producer Chris Aubins is laying on his bed over here, taping our podcast Sending here via camera. Yep. Bottom line is, we're getting it done.
1: This is a pretty nice studio. If you think about, it, if you think about it, it's we got some comfy chairs. Let's talk about football for a second because I think that's why we're down here. And you talked about Jets, Redskins. Practice is now over. The game is Thursday night at FedEx Field. From where you sit and watching practice every day and seeing how these teams interacted together, obviously things started off a little hot. But a lot of the players said that there was productive work after that. What do you think the team rather took out of this experience?
0: We talked about this a little bit on our two-minute drill is that I think it's beneficial midway through camp to get a chance to see a different team who is employing different schemes and has different personnel. And I think that helps the players. I think it helps the coaches. I think... The intensity level crossed the line on sunday i think todd bowles did a tremendous job of nipping that in the butt and what followed were two productive days on monday and tuesday i thought coming in greens that are they going to go with pads three days some people said, yeah they'll definitely go with pads three days so i was not surprised though they scaled it back a little bit on the third day as the guys were in shells but to me, Tuesday was my favorite day of the three. I don't know how you feel. You got a chance to see the skill position guys go at it in one on one work inside the red zone. The other thing that we saw today, I thought Sam Darnold ended a good practice week with a great day. I thought he's very good in the red zone and he orchestrated a nice drive there at the end that I'm sure we'll talk about.
1: I agree with you in that. I think Tuesday was the best day to at least watch practice. It seemed that the guys had like a different energy on Tuesday than they did the first two days. And just to explain to people what the difference is between pads and shells, pads is what you play a game in, and shells is like a scaled-back version of it. It's like a, it's almost like a vest almost. It's, like, it's just like a little chest protector. I think that Tuesday was definitely the best day, and going off of what you said is, one with the skill players, there was a lot of one-on-ones, whether it was goal line, red zone, seven-on-seven, seven, and that that's like the best stuff to watch. And then talking about Darnold is that the drive that you mentioned when he, he got the reps with the first-team offense, the Redskins' first-team defense, he led the Jets on a six-play drive. I think he had Jordan Leggett twice and Clive Walford once or twice, one for the score on a beautiful throw. and. Immediately when Walford caught the ball and walked in the end zone, the entire sideline stood up and started, not like hounding Sam, but definitely giving him props. And I think that it'll be interesting to see what happens Thursday night and as the preseason rolls on.
0: A lot of oohs and ahs from the crowd. I mean, uh, today, even though Jets fans were well represented throughout the three days here, I think it was an overwhelming majority of Redskins fans on Tuesday, but... There were a lot of oohs and ahs from the crowd when Darnold unleashed a rope to Walford. And I have to apologize here to Clive Walford because my autocorrect on the phone keeps on going to Waldorf. Waldorf salad, Waldorf Astoria. There are a lot of people on Twitter saying, Oh, yeah, I hear Waldorf's a great hotel. So (laughs) I apologize to Clive, and I apologize to everybody on Twitter. But the most impressive thing about that drive was that first play was a rollout to the right, and I don't think it was a design roll. I think he was buying a little bit of time, and he was on the money to Jordan Leggett. And like you said, next play came right back to Jordan Leggett. He hit tight ends on four of those six right. completions, and Walford is a guy who has played well. The more you see Darnold get reps, I feel like we've been seeing more at 87. The Jets' tight ends, uh, interesting mix that we continue to talk about throughout camp, dealing with a couple injuries right now because Nate Sterling, ankle injury against Atlanta, and now Chris Herndon did not play against Atlanta either. And he's been limited this week because of an undisclosed injury. Right,
1: but fans don't even need to take our words on Sam Darnold because after practice, Josh Norman, the Redskins franchise corner, he talked about Sam Darnold. Someone asked me about him the other day. And I was like, yeah, it's like, whatever. And it's just, you know, routinely, I'm just a guy. Then you go out here and you see him make these throws, I'm like, all right, it's not so much of a college level throw. <laughs> He's like putting them on the money. But then you go to 707, and it's like, all right, pass, catch here, right there. But doggy, this little kid is not making mistakes. He really gave Donald props. So I think that if you're a Jets fan, you know, you read all this stuff in the media. What an opposing player who's at one of the best players at that position, I think when he says it, it might hold a little
0: more weight. Said so he doesn't make mistakes. You cannot him when you throw the names of Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott mm-hmm. in the same category of Darnold because he talked about those young guys having success early in their careers and now he's looking at a guy like Sam Darnold saying well look at what they bring to the table yeah you're right that is a, a mighty big compliment I like what Todd Bowles said about Darnold this week He's all football. I mean, he, he comes in about his business. He wants to be good. He studies his playbook. He goes out and tries to execute on the field, and he tries to learn, which is great. I think all our rookies put their head down and been working. A lot of compliments going out here for number 14 wearing red this week. He'll be wearing white against uh, the Redskins Thursday night. I anticipate he'll play a lot both him and Teddy Bridgewater. Will Josh McCown play? We'll see.
1: Well, last year at this time, which this feels like it's forever ago, the Jets had three quarterbacks on the roster, Josh McCown, Christian Hackenberg, and Bryce Petty. And McCown did not play in the second game. In fact, Christian Hackenberg started games two and three of the preseason. So we'll see how it shakes out this Thursday when the Jets play the Redskins. But we have a fan question. Jake wants to know... Which unit performed better in the joint practices, the offense or the defense?
0: Well, why don't you explain, Greens, how the setup uh, right, was in yeah, okay. uh, camp?
1: Yeah, so so basically is that there were two fields. At first they were separate. They stretched separately. They did their individual drills separately. Then when they came together, the Jets' offense was on one on the same field as the Redskins' defense, and then the Jets' defense was on the same field as the Redskins' offense, and then they'd flip-flop and keep going from there. So and sometimes that, that it, was the setup.
0: In late practice or in late practice, you would see more ones versus ones Right. Early, and that was one field. Right. Early in practice, you would see ones versus twos, mm-hmm. twos versus ones, vice versa.
1: Right. So, to answer Jake's question, which unit performed better? I think that it's tough to say because there were so many moving
0: parts. here's what I'd say is that when the jets pressured alex smith when they had pads on they played well and the secondary was getting their hands on balls and things like that what i'd say is i'd also come back and at the flip end of the spectrum is that when alex smith has time he's got some good weapons mm-hmm. and jamal adams talked about this after practice on tuesday he thinks he got better marcus may got better because they saw one of the better tight end combinations in the National Football League. Yes, Vernon Davis is a little bit up there in years now. I still remember him as a kid, Greens, but you were probably seven when he was coming out. (laughs) But Jordan Reed is one of the finer pass catchers in in football, so I think that really helped the Jets' safeties this week uh, as a little aside. But when the Jets got pressure on the quarterback, they were winning. When Alex Smith had time, And like you could say this about most quarterbacks in the National Football League, he did some damage.
1: Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Because when Alex Smith, I mean, Colt McCoy is a good player too, and he's a backup. they they got a pretty nice backup quarterback duo there in Alex Smith and Colt McCoy. But Alex Smith, the Jets Chiefs last year, you saw it. He he was on the money. He was scorching hot in the beginning of that game, and then the Jets ended up winning 38-31. You give Alex Smith time; he's probably as dangerous as anyone. And and but to answer the question, who, which unit performed better? I think that it goes day by day because there were times yep. when Trumaine Johnson had a pick in the first day of camp on Sunday.
0: Well, you almost had a pick. he almost had a pick
1: today. Greens. Oh yeah, okay. Let's talk about that because right, that, so, that was awesome. So
0: uh, Alex Smith got his team in scoring territory. They were like on the four-yard line, and the Jets held and turned them over on downs, but. Yeah, we can talk about that play. I can't remember the receiver. It wasn't Paul Richardson. It was
1: Josh Doxson. Okay, I believe. Uh, and I don't know. Okay, actually. let's say
0: it's Doxson. W- yeah. Whatever. He he's running across right in front of the boundary in the back of the end zone. Mm-hmm. And Tremaine Johnson jumped the route. He dr- yeah. He jumped. It, it went
1: right through his hands.
0: Well, it, well, it didn't go through. He he knocked it. They ended up knocking it down. Went right. In his hands and then out of his hands. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a great read by a veteran quarterback.
1: Yeah, and then the the Redskins ended up not scoring on right. that
0: drive. Right.
1: And then later on in the same period, Darnold went on the drive that we talked about before. Yeah. But it was a very good stand by the Jets' defense. And then, all right, shifting to Thursday's
0: game now. Hold it. No, no, no. Oh. We're we still going to answer the question. So offensively, the Jets had right. moments uh, uh, moments too. Mm-hmm. Um, again, and I hate to simplify it, but, but it's hard to really break it down. I, I thought... There were. I thought Jermaine Curse had a really nice w- a week. If yeah. we're going to talk about individual spotlights,
1: I think Terrell Pryor had a
0: good week too. He did, but he's still getting limited team reps, right?
1: Right. right. Well, I'm just talking about it as a whole. Like, it, it sounds like a cop out answer, but it sucks because it's, it's hard to, it's hard to answer the question because there's so many moving parts, like you said, with the seven on seven and the individual and the splitting up. Well, and we're the,
0: thinking more team. Uh, I think right. that's how I'm handling this question. Okay. More team. Curse is a guy. That I think quarterbacks really love because he's physical and even if he's not getting much separation, he's going to battle for that ball and he's going to get his hands on it. Uh, when you look at Curse, he could lead the team in receptions again, and I, I'm looking w- way far ahead. But he's the kind of guy who's going to have six receptions for 62 yards, where yeah. Robbie's a guy who's going to have three receptions for 87 yards. Yeah, yeah, because Robbie. Can make his hay. It doesn't have to be. He can go a series, he can go two series, and you'd be like, where's 11? And then the next thing you know, he's 42 yards down the field making a play.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Terrell Pryor again. He he had a couple tremendous catches, none of which came in team periods.
0: I mean, Bilal Powell had a good week. We got to talk about the running backs uh, very quickly. Is that Trenton Cannon was getting some work early, and then it appeared that like he suffered either a foot or ankle injury. He was icing it up at practice right. on Tuesday, and Thomas Rawls got back into the mix this week, so. which which is good to see. So he be- he becomes the de facto three back. But again, the Jets did not practice as Isaiah Crowell this week. He makes the pass reception against Atlanta in the seventeen nothing win. Teddy Bridgewater's first drive, and he went into the end zone. Uh, unfortunately, suffered a head injury there. So, right. So other guys him some it, it more reps. It was a very nice
1: effort. However, it. Ended up being. So that means Thursday, you, you
0: talked about Thursday night. So a uh, guy like Atkinson, he, he probably going to receive a lot of run Thursday I would night. imagine yep. Thomas
1: Rawls would receive a lot of run yep. too, just because he didn't play in the preseason opener. Yeah. But the burning question here, Yay, is who do you believe is going to start Thursday night?
0: I got no idea. And listen, like, this is what I'll tell you. If uh, McConnell starts, he'll be out before you blank. Right. So I don't know how quickly you blank, but if he starts, uh, he'll be to the sideline before you know. not. Um, if he doesn't, then you would think that Sam Darnold, uh, I, I, you know, uh, I'm not a betting man at this point in my life, but Darnold took most of the reps this week. He also took most of the first team reps. Um, would not be surprised at all if he comes out or Teddy Bridgewater comes out. I would anticipate they both play, but McCown, I don't anticipate he's going to see much if at all.
1: Okay, so then any action. So who are you excited to watch play now in the second week of the preseason? Whether it be someone that hasn't played yet or someone that played last week and you thought performed well and now you're curious to see
0: how he stacks another opportunity under the lights. Okay, so here's a guy I was really what I think is coming on. And um, we're not just going to talk about skills position, so I'm going to throw about five names at you now. Oh, boy. Ardarius Stewart. I think he has progressively gotten better, especially when the pads have come on. You have seen Ardarius, or Stew, as everybody calls him, take his game to the next level with competition. And he made a hell of a play that I put on my Instagram showcasing his strong hands and how he attacks the football I think he's a crisp route runner Uh, I think he's aggressive Uh, and I think uh, you know he's gonna miss some action early in the season but he's a guy to me who's been ascending Jonathan Harrison not a sexy name to the outside world but he is going to be a, a big player for the Jets in terms of their depth and flexibility up front he's been running with the twos at center behind Spencer Long, but this week, with Brian Winters out, he's been running with the starters at right guard because Brian Winters has been out with an undisclosed injury. Finally, on the offensive side of the ball, you go Brent Qualley, because Beecham is at home, still in the boot maybe, got the foot injury, so Qualley's been running with the ones at that left tackle position. So if I'm watching the Jets, of course I'm interested in what Sam Darnold and Teddy Bridgewater are, are, are going to do. But those three players on offense really jump out to me. Defensively, I always go outside linebacker, right? Bones Jones is a guy you gotta watch in the second half when he gets out, because he just seems to have a knack for finding the football. He had another interception this week. Mm-hmm. He's your guy, Derek Jones, former. He's not just my. You tweeted "Summer of Bones." <laughs> <laughs> well, if a guy if a guy has four or five interceptions, it is a summer. Yeah, of bones. I, I, I know. I, I give not, the guy props. I'm not denying it, but he's he's not just my guy. Uh, so so it, it it to me down the line at the cornerback position. You know, we'll talk about roster battles. Uh, uh, you know, as we get closer to cutdown day, but. You, you look at the Jets, at the cornerback position, they're going to have some tough decisions to make. And, and Bones Jones is really making his case. Still, I still go to the outside linebacker position, but big week for Mike Padel. Steve McClendon's back at the complex. He's not here. Um, the veteran leader, philosopher, run stuffer for the New York Jets. So the beast, number 98, he'll be lining up with the starters alongside Nathan Shepard and... Mm-hmm. Big Leal, Leonard Williams, of course. And, and then outside linebacker, continuing to see a lot of mixing and matching there. Your starters, pencil man right now would be Jordan Jenkins and Josh Martin. But, again, in some packages, Jets are getting long looks at your guy Frankie Louvu and Brandon your Copeland. Guy Frankie and Brandon Copeland, of course. So I just threw a couple names at you. Five, six. And probably want through Five, the whole six. roster.
1: Five, six, ninety. 90. Uh, I, I have a couple. I, so I, our I,
0: producer, Chris Aubins, is just sitting here with a phone throwing it in my face telling me how long we've been on right now. All right. What, what is it, nap time, Obbies? <laughs> all right.
1: I have to go with Jordan Leggett because
0: last year he, didn't, call.
1: he, he, didn't, he didn't hit the field. And like you said earlier is that he had a couple nice plays in Tuesday's practice. Todd is
0: best, best uh, practice at training camp.
1: Right. Okay, so it's his best practice of training camp. Yep. So I want to see what this guy has on the field under the lights because Todd said he's just happy that Leggett is healthy. Anthony Becht came on our live show at the Green and White practice. He said his best ability is availability, which you told me is a Herm Edwards saying. That is Herm Edwards. I'm very interested to see what Jordan Leggett does because – I think that if healthy, he could be a good option for this team. So give me a defense side. And, and then, well, just off that, I want okay. to see how Alford does because if Herndon doesn't play again and this Darnold-Herndon connection is, is getting hot in practice, how does that translate to
0: the game? I'm curious. Darnold does throw to his tight ends a he, lot. He
1: does like his tight ends.
0: Okay. Uh, I mean, he's an equal opportunity guy, but that's impressive. Yeah. I like that he goes to his tight ends.
1: My guy on defense is Neville Hewitt because he had a great uh, he had a call. great preseason opener. Led the team in tackles. He had a pick. He's had a very good practice week here in Richmond. And then with Kevin Pierre Lewis not only one hurt and then two suspended for the first week of the season, could Neville make a name for himself and keep on the roster as a backup linebacker through the preseason and be one of those guys who performs extremely well, not only in camp, but when the lights come on, and then make the team that way?
0: I, uh, props to you, Listen Hewler, has got he he plays with a motor that i like he talks he runs he plays uh, special teams yeah yep yeah, yeah so it, and then uh, you know special teams we'll get into later but you always be watching special teams because again who's going to make those contributions there that's how you make a roster mm-hmm. that's how you take the next step but uh you know listen greens it's going fast
1: All right, that's all we have for the official Jets podcast from Richmond, Virginia. E. Allen Jets, E. Greenberg Jets on Twitter. We're out. See ya.